0: first place in the division and a victory in Tampa Bay young way cool from 51 the kick it's up it's out it's through time expires at the buzzer the Falcons win it by three
1: Welcome back to You Better, You Bet. Brought to you by
0: BetMGM with Nick Costas and Ken Barkley. On the BetQL Network. That's
1: the voice of the Atlanta Falcons. Only kind of sort of getting Chris Myers. So I think, like, but well like, Fox has a Falcons game. Do you think, like... Fox has a Falcons game, and, like, they call Chris Myers, and they're like, hey, Chris, here's your assignment for this week. He's like, oh, I already know. I booked my th- – I, bu- I already booked my travel to Tennessee. I'll be there. Right. He's I like, you. I got the
0: Falcons schedule up on my wall. I just I, – I just booked my travel. I just go through the schedule game by game. I'm good.
1: Like, can we, like, can we, like, go back, and I think he's called all three of, like, the Young Ku winners this year.
0: It's like – what What was the call there? Like, it, it's up – it's up. It's, it's something. Out. It's through. It's up. It's, it's out. It's, it's, it's through. through. Yeah.
1: What does that mean? It's, it's
0: out. up. It's out. It's through. Like it didn't get blocked. Yeah, it's, it's like out. Yeah, it's not
1: good. <laughs> like also, also it's like also, it's it's not radio. Like I can, like like when Miles Garrett like it's jumped up. over the, the line ball and blocked the going kick through the air. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's like like it like, like when Miles Garrett when Garrett jumped over the line to block a kick, like I saw it. I would see if it were blocked. It's like, the kick is up. It did not get blocked, and it's good. No.
0: Yes, thank you. It's yes. not It's it's not up, and it's not out
1: with Miles Garrett. Uh, Neither okay, let's – well- Jake, bring the music up here, just a little bit more on the uh, the Falcons and the Titans. Uh, I thought Ken made a really great point at the at the end of the last segment, which was, "Yeah, hey, you're gonna need a uh, you need Desmond Ritter to maybe win this game, throwing them." It's almost like I don't care who's on the other side. I I, I don't think I want to bet on that. I don't think I ever want to bet on it. More Let two me and create a, a scenario right for you.
0: Even more two and a halfs now in this game on the board right now.
1: Okay, I um I texted some people in the league hashtag people in the league hashtag people that would know, and I was told by all of them. This does. I'm not reporting anything. Nothing could happen, or something could happen. Also, into I follow my intuition would tell you that this is the case. If the Titans traded Kevin Byard, Uh, Derrick Henry's on the trade market. I am not reporting he's going to be dealt. He could stay. He finish his career in Tennessee. Let's say that some. They could also trade him next Monday after the game. The trade deadline's not until Tuesday. Next Tuesday on Halloween. Let's say this week the Titans trade Derrick Henry. And like Tyje Spears becomes the running back, it's not even a conversation about that. What do you think happens to the betting market, and what would you want to do if Derrick Henry did get traded?
0: Well, look at where the market's already going. Sort of like people buying the buying the rumor that the Titans are kind of packing it in a little bit. Well, they traded Kevin Byard. All these guys are on the market, number moving, and it's this. I don't think this was by accident. Like it didn't go one, two, two and a half at four fifteen on Monday afternoon for fun because someone was just interested like i think it's because of these reports and maybe people think that either henry's going to get traded he's not going to play or the buyer trade just signals the team's intentions and boy when we start assuming uh that can create some really interesting mark i was going to do that makes an ass out of you and me but it doesn't because we're going to be betting we're going to be betting the titans in the game um he gets traded let's say henry gets traded i don't even i mean minimum like juice three atlanta but maybe more Let's call it three juice to Atlanta. Tennessee moneyline, so fast. It just, I and I, I'd, I'd hit the button and I would just like take a deep breath. And I'd be totally at peace with like anything that I'd like. Again, I get, I get the, like, did anybody watch Desmond Ritter yesterday? <laughs> like, I just, this, is, this is where I just go. Like, and to your point, you're like, well, doesn't the number have to be this implying that, like, the market is moving toward the right number? And, like, you can be right. And at the same time, like, this is Josh McDaniels against Tyson Bajant, where it's like, yeah, like, that should be the number. Also, now McDaniels is a road favorite with a backup quarterback. Like, was he ever going to win that game? Like, this is where I just go, like, man, like, let's just simplify it a little bit here. (laughs) Like, Ritter minus two and a half on the road against a really good coach. A really good coach. And maybe Malik Willis isn't great, but like the Saints can definitely win the game anyway, even if he's not that good. Ritter can't throw the ball. What do I care if Malik Willis can't throw the ball? He's at home. So I, I don't know. The t- the teasing part of it, maybe not because Malik Willis is such an unknown quantity. Like, do you really want to like tease that to not be a blowout? Also, does Atlanta ever blow anyone out? Like in any game ever would be another question. So I, I think again, like as we go through each game, clearly on one side and never the other right now. And for me, that's Tennessee.
1: And and I'm speculating here. Hashtag speculating. Um, I think it could just as easily be Will Levis as it is Malik Willis because they went through their buy. They probably know. Like, you think, like, the Titans yeah. know whether or not Tannehill's playing, and they're probably You think know that's for what this
0: while. is? Um, if it's Levis, what do we think the number is? I, I,
1: I don't think know he how like you could. But I mean, I don't right. think people think Malik Willis is good either. I think their rating is probably the same, is my guess.
0: Oh, I don't. I mean, I don't. I honestly, I don't have that I own opinion be about this. Like, I would be more bullish on Levis.
1: Know. I would be more bullish on Levis. Also, like, the Titans told you what they thought about Malik Willis when they drafted Levis in the second round. And I understand that, like, Willis played better in training camp in the preseason and, like, won the backup job. But, like, if the Titans liked Malik Willis, they wouldn't have drafted Will Levis in the second round.
0: It's true. Like, or they at least don't think Willis is like a long-term solution. They definitely don't think that like, but it's just, you know, in a one week plug and play kind of a thing. Is it, is it him for now? Man, it's so interesting. They're coming off their buy. Like, yeah, it, it could be Levis you want. I wonder if that's the, that's part of the movement too is there's, I mean, there have to be, I'm not saying there are people out there that like Malik Willis, but like, I'm sure there are plenty of people that don't like Will Levis and like don't think he's capable. And besides, I mean, we've already had a couple data points with rookies this year that were really, I mean, DTR Aiden O'Connell. Like we see this stuff sometimes. It's like you almost take CJ Stroud for granted sometimes because you see what it looks like when a rookie's really not ready. I and mean, when he's really having I mean, Bryce Young the first few weeks, the number one pick in the draft. So um that's really interesting as just like a reason for the market to move, also. And uh I but I think if you like Tennessee, which I do in the game, and it's just determining when I think this is like wait until the last possible it how how could it not be wait until the last possible second? All the noise in the game all the things being said are all anti tennessee they're trading they're tanking they're on like that's that's it's either going to keep the market stable or it's going to push it toward atlanta so if you like tennessee i i think this is a, a wait for it like almost no matter what
1: can i uh can i give can i give a minute here on like the B. John robinson thing from yesterday yeah yeah we'll i know on. you've been
0: like you've been bottling this up for about
1: 24 hours now let it let it uh, let she- it go Jay, can you bring the music down for a second, and then we'll go to the Colts and the Saints um, in a moment here. We'll talk about that game, and then we'll do the Dolphins and Patriots, and a lot of fun games to discuss here. Just like on the Bijan Robinson situation yesterday, and for people that missed it, um, Bijan did not appear on the injury report, uh, and then barely plays in the game. Has one carry for three yards. Arthur Smith kind of like does like his like gruff routine, and like he's kind of like. I know he does like he's on McAfee every week and he's kind of like presented as this every man with the stupid mustache. He's kind of like really rude and condescending to reporters in Atlanta. And I'm not even saying that I necessarily care about that. Just that like this is his shtick. Is that he's condescending and he's smarter than you and he's better than you and he doesn't feel like he owes anybody an answer. And he basically, like, kinda like was making stuff up as he went along, said to Christina Pink at halftime, Yeah, like you know, he's not feeling well. I'll have a better answer for you tomorrow. Like, you're the head coach of the team, dude. Like the buck's supposed to stop with you. So just to be clear here, like, I don't care. Coaches can do whatever they want during the game. Like, the Vikings could play a game, and Kevin O'Connell could make the decision, I'm not going to play Justin Jefferson today. Because either we think not playing him gives us a better chance to win, or it's disciplinary. Coaches can do whatever they want. And I'm willing to live with those consequences, like when the game is played. But for people like me, and like you, the listener and viewer, who bet on games, and who love to bet, and we love fantasy football, and we love daily fantasy. And we are like, a large portion of the population of people that like love the National Football League. And we spend lots of time thinking about this stuff and devoting a lot of time to it, time and energy, and it's something that's really fun for us, right? Like It's one of my favorite things in life is betting and fantasy and props. And I love fantasy football. Like, I love all this stuff. And I draft B. John Robinson in my fantasy leagues, and people out there, you can disagree with me, and you can think I'm a, I'm a nerd, and you're probably right, and I'm totally okay with you calling me that and thinking, oh, you're soft. Like, whatever. The Falcons don't have to care about your fantasy team. You're right. They don't. I'm not insinuating that Arthur Smith needs to make decisions based on where I took B. John Robinson in my fantasy draft or who bet his rushing yards over or who bet him to score an anytime touchdown. But what the Falcons did was break one of the rules of the National Football League. They're circumventing the the injury report, a report where you are supposed to say whether a player is injured or not. So when B. John Robinson tells the media, I woke up on Sunday morning and on Saturday night I started to feel it and I didn't really feel myself. I didn't feel like myself. Like, the Falcons are are required to report that to the media, they are required to report it. So let's say that, like 11:45, Yo know, Adam Schefter tweets, Mike Garofolo, Tom Pelissero tweets, Bijan Robinson is sick. The fact, like, they don't know how much he's going to get used in the game today. Okay. Now the decision is incumbent on me, like like the the like the the person who's managing the team or is making the prop bets or doing the DFS lineup. Now I can make the decision and say, okay, like what do I think is going to happen, and then I can live with whatever happens in the game because I have been presented with the information. But like to not get the information and to have the game start and for this bozo Arthur Smith to say, oh yeah, I just didn't feel well. We'll have more for you tomorrow. Like hey buddy. Like, you don't have to care about fantasy football and care about my bets, but you do have to fill out an injury report. Like, this is pretty flagrant what they did yesterday. And yeah, like, it is personal for me because it screwed me in a couple fantasy leagues. I know it screwed a lot of people yesterday. Like, no one's saying that anyone has to make decisions based on, like, what people bet in games. No, if you are saying that, you're way off base. But, like, can we at least get the information? Can you at least report that the guy is sick? Can we get that before the game starts? So we're not wondering two series into the game why are why is Cordero Patterson running ahead of Bijan? Why is Tyler Algier getting all the cap what's happening here? Like they literally broke the rules. And like you're gonna run all these betting commercials during the games? Like you have to be upfront with this kind of stuff. So again, no it that they can do whatever they want when the game starts, but you gotta report what's happening before the game starts. That's ridiculous by the Atlanta Falcons and that clown Arthur Smith. Alright, I'm good. Great. Yeah. All right. So do brought you have to you by defa- BetMGM.
0: here. Yeah.
1: Right. Say that again.
0: What? Brought to you by BetMGM, by the way.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I uh... Encourage you to bet all your
0: Bijan props there. Maybe do, you, some uh,
1: do Do you? Do you disagree? Does that like like? Does anyone anyone play? I, I would love to know if someone disagrees with me. Like, am I am I off base here with what I'm saying?
0: No. As somebody who like bets and plays fantasy, you just want you want to know if like who's playing and who's not playing, and then you get to decide what it is. As a better. Who like loves to loves to acquire inside information if it exists? Like I'm thinking to myself, like man, I wonder if I ever could have known that he was sick before the game and just jammed stuff. <laughs> but, but, <laughs> but, just but no one knew. gone crazy. Well, somebody no one knew, knew. But like his family but probably they, knew. Yeah,
1: the so, Falcons right. knew. Nobody knew. No one well, knew. The,
0: and by the way, by the way, if the Falcons knew, I wonder if somebody somebody out there might have got rich on this. Like, somebody out there might have actually made some money on this. If the Falcons Uh, knew. Well,
1: well, it wasn't me. So, unfortunately. That's the whole point. And, like... Yeah, I'm I'm with you with,
0: like, the openness of information. This is one of the things about college sports that's... Like, if you try to... Like, let's say you bet the NFL and you're like, Oh, this is really fun. I'm going to bet college football. The inevitable roadblock that you'll run into... And one thing you'll actually appreciate a little bit is how public and how complete the NFL injury reports are versus what college football is, which is, like, the Wild West every team's got six quarterbacks seven of the you know seven running backs are hurt the three offensive linemen are suspended but we're not sure how long nobody knows what any player is worth beyond like five the first five players like it's just all a mess and it's a fun mess but it's a mess and the nfl has all kinds of things that make it really difficult to bet but that's not one of them you do know who's hurt and you do know whether they practiced and it's all very public and it's out there it's just one of the big differences between the two sports with college basketball starting in a couple weeks like, I just like the amount of times where it's like, hey, uh, like, I got a note from somebody last year. Hey, I just got an order for 200,000 on Cal Bakersfield. Do you know what's going on? N- no, but I bet something's going on. <laughs> but, but I bet but I bet it's a COVID outbreak. I don't know. I bet it's something. Just, uh, yeah, you just, you the the value of information and how easily it is to acquire in the NFL where injury reports are public and in other sports where that's not the case. It is definitely like a big difference between the two.
1: And I have, I have no information. I'm not reporting anything. I feel like something's up with this Bijan situation. That's like not being reported oh. yet, and maybe it'll come to light. I feel like, like how maybe, can it like, not he,
0: be? Maybe like he complained about like not being the full time guy, something like that.
1: I don't. I I don't. It just it feels like very implausible that like this is what it is that, like, he's got a headache and he can't play in the game and they didn't report it and then the game starts. And then, like, they put him in on the final drive of the game and he had a carry for three yards. Like, these really, that's, like, also, can we just, like, this was a really high leverage, important game for the Falcons. So he was, he was healthy enough to play at the end of the game when the game was tied at 13 and a division game on the road that you have to win. But he wasn't healthy enough to play before. Like, something, like, none of this adds up or makes sense. Like, something's happening here. I don't know what it is. Okay. I'm not even saying it really impacts like betting or anything like that. I just think like this story. I don't know. I feel like there's gonna be more that comes out here.
0: That does it doesn't back betting. He ain't he ain't winning offensive rookie of the year. He was four to one. Now he's thirty to one. He ain't winning. Yeah,
1: he should be nine million to one. And I hate his head coach. Anyway, uh, the Colts and the Saints are playing on Sunday. We talked about this game this past Friday after the Saints lost to the Jaguars on Thursday. And lo and behold, uh, the point spread is exactly where we thought it would be. It's a DJ game. Hashtag on the ones and twos. Indianapolis is a one-point favorite at home against the Saints. The total is 43 and a half. Indy, like a bad luck loser yesterday to Cleveland. On one of the worst pass interference calls you've ever seen, P.J. Walker threw the ball into the ninth row and they called P.I. And then Kareem Hunt ends up rushing in a touchdown and the Browns end up winning by one. Uh, Give us a couple thoughts thoughts on this game and we'll do it on the other side to start the next segment
0: well I mean yeah you're looking for the horseshoe team this year like it's the Browns like they beat the Niners like Walker has the fumble out of his hand they called an incomplete pass you have that call with the pass interference against the Colts like a really high leverage game for both teams where it's gonna be really difficult for the Colts to make the playoffs and now the Browns are not in but like very very likely to to be close to a wild card spot like they're gonna be in the mix for that uh this game is really straightforward like it's never the Saints it's Dennis Allen and Derek are on the road It's just like, do I bet the Colts or not? Right now, the answer is no, but we can go through some of the reasoning.
1: And we'll talk about it on the other side. And maybe, is this another hashtag Shane Steichen over? We'll talk about that and more coming up next. You better, you bet.